The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming that we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Visit www.xzbn.net. Exonation, my guest this hour is Dr. Doris E. Cohen. She is an internationally renowned clinical psychiatrist, I'm sorry, psychologist and psychotherapist, and has been in private practice for more than 30 years. Her unique approach mm-hmm. uses psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, past life regressions, and dream analysis. A certified healer and metaphysical intuitive, Doris communicates with her guides and angels of the light. She has given more than 10,000 medical, relational, relationship, and spiritual readings. Doris is known for her precision and clarity. Thousands of clients have benefited from her guidance uh, nationally and internationally when they are facing life's challenges. Joining me now is Dr. Doris E. Cohen, and Dr. Cohen, welcome to the X-Zone. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure. Tell me, Doctor, what was it, uh, <laughs> why did you decide to, to do the great work that you're doing? What was it that, that pointed you into this specific direction? Uh, well, I've had a number of directions. Uh, I'm a clinical psychologist, so as part of my training as a psychologist and psychotherapist, it was to attend to dreams, because I'm going to focus on that, to dreams. Uh, but I never got the proper training, explanation, or guidance in what to do about it, except for the Freudian and Jungian approach. And neither one mm-hmm. really uh, was very relevant to me. So because I was fascinated, and I always have been, about past lives, it doesn't make sense that we only live once. It just doesn't. And we've lived many times because I have an interest in the unconscious in terms of dreams, because I also have training as a Reiki master, and I communicate with loving guides and angels of the light. It makes very good sense that this would become a source of greater uh, depth, uh, experience, and activity. I love it. I've been doing it for decades, and I never get bored. How do we know that we really do come back, Doctor? How do we know that there are many lives that each and every one of us go through? You know, it's very interesting because there is, there is evidence. There is a psychiatrist. I'm a clinical psychologist, but there is a psychiatrist by the name of Stevenson who has uh, done work by getting data, by getting information, particularly on children, when children report, mm-hmm. uh, let's say they are three or four or five, and they say, oh, I remember Mr. Jones, you know, he used to be uh, my brother. And, and the parents say, what are you talking about? You only have sisters, you know, you're just making this up. We tend to dismiss it, you see. But what they have found is the, the child will start giving some data, some details, that are mind-boggling. There is no way for the child to have gotten these details, these pieces of information, unless he had been there. And this is this is proven. This is justified. 
so there is rational and numerical uh, confirmation of past lives, you see. But when you think about it from uh, a spiritual point of view, it doesn't make sense that each lifetime is w just one time and uh, you were born and you're bright and you're capable and you're talented and someone else is born with only one eye, mm -hmm. uh, a club foot, and uh, rather slow. You know, how fair is that? That it doesn't make any sense. The world does not make sense if we only look at one lifetime. So because of that, when we begin to look at the uh, bigger picture, we go to the place of each soul chooses when to come in, how to come in, not only out of curiosity, but in order to fix and heal past experiences and past trauma, so you can continue to grow and eventually to soar. Do we ever stop coming back? Uh, you, see, because uh, we're touching on a whole lot of principles very quickly. Um, what my guides and angels have also emphasized and given, and this is not religion, this is really spirituality, is that the divine gave us free choice at the time of creation to each soul. Mm -hmm. each, the divine created individual sparks of light and gave each spark the gift of free choice, which we exercise consciously and unconsciously, moment by moment, all the time. So if your soul says, you know what, I'm out of here, because there are, because the, now we know that there are billions of universes, billions of planets, trillions of spaces, places, now, let's say if we only look at the current environment, if you want to be in Jupiter as a physical human being, you cannot be because you would not be able to withstand whether it's the heat, the winds, the, uh, the cold. However, you can have experiences without necessarily having a body. So a soul chooses whether to come back and, and live in a human body or go somewhere else or do other things. So do we ever stop yet? You can choose to say, you know, I, I'm done. I don't want to mm -hmm. come back. Where does the soul originate? With the divine. All right. God created individual sparks of light. See, if we go, once again, if we go, okay, a soul is here. Mm -hmm. Who created the soul? How did it come about? I don't know. It's just there. It doesn't make sense either. And my guides and angels have said this repeatedly. Everything in God's world makes sense if we look long enough and deep enough. And it's really amazing when we begin to connect the dots. It makes sense. Otherwise, the, our experiences in this world are havoc. Don't you think? Well, you know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question because my world does not have any chaos in it and it certainly has no havoc you know I, I don't face any havoc so to ask me that question i have to say no it doesn't make sense it, if you don't experience any havoc any disruption uh you're not only an exception it's very surprising uh, so you may want to take you know being successful and communicating with people all the time is a very rich experience mm -hmm. so clearly you have some wonderful experiences in your current life. I don't know anything else about you except that you do this show. I don't know anything else. But I imagine you need to be uh, intelligent enough, uh, agreeable enough, mm -hmm. uh, talks easily with people, make, uh, making people professionals, uh, uh, non-professionals, unusual people feel comfortable enough to share with you and with the audience. So uh, if it's not in your case, I can assure you, it's in everybody else's. Wow. Yeah. I like asking questions because that's okay. what I do. You know, I, before getting into broadcasting full time, I was a criminal police investigator. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. What, what brought you to do this kind of a show? Well, there were three. Yeah. The, the short question is mysteries. As a, as a police investigator, I, I solved yes, mysteries. Yes. Crime, a crime is a mystery. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, indeed it is. Know, there yes. are so many questions that, that I 
want to answer. There's so many questions that other people have that I decided to do a show that would help bring answers forth to some of the most perplexing questions that society has mm -hmm. today. Okay. Now, let, let me point out, sure. see, my book, the title of my book on dreams is Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain. Mm -hmm. Discover the Secret Language of the Night. And that's the language of the unconscious, which comes in symbols, you see. So what you're describing is fascinating, but it's very much of a left brain function, uh, it, albeit a mystery, interesting, unusual. But when you connect the dots and you mm -hmm. make sense, um, this is the data, this is what happened, this is what it's most likely going to be. Because as a police officer, you have to be very left brain rational, reasonable, um, and the way that the left brain functions is it's very sequential. A is always before B. Exactly. B is always before D, you see. The right side of the brain is color, sense, smell, emotion. Uh, it's like a huge stadium. All right, uh, doctor, please stand by. I have to take a commercial break. Exonation, Dr. Okay. Doris Cohen is okay. our special guest, and her website is Dr. Doris E. Cohen.com. That's D R D O R I S E C O H E N.com. And uh, we'll mm -hmm. be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of The Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest, and armed with over 40 years' experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk.
Exonation uh, Dorsey Cohen is our special guest. Her website is www.drdorseycohen.com, and she's the author of Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain, Discover the Secret Language of the Night. What happens to us when we go to sleep at night? Okay. Um, we go through different stages mm-hmm. where our brain waves begin to slow down as we go deeper and deeper into the different stages of sleep until we reach what we call delta. Delta is like half, uh, a, half a wave to about four waves per second. It's very slow. And there are wonderful functions in addition to the, uh, this is where dreaming can begin. What happens also when we go to sleep that is very much associated with dreaming is there are physiological functions and consequences to dreaming. Um, you see, we, uh, when we are dreaming in REM, rapid eye movement, research was done on dreams as early as the 1950s. And so what they found is that uh, when your eyes move behind your closed eyelids, back and forth, back and forth, that's why they call it rapid eye movement, Mm -hmm. then they would um, arouse and awaken the individual, the subject in the lab, and they always report their dreaming at that point. So we concluded, okay, when there is REM, you're dreaming. Now, REM in that stage, uh, dreaming at that level, will result in an enhancement of learning and memory. And that's really very interesting. So it's not like just a bunch of images that are unrelated, you know, uh, oh well, and some are nightmares and scary, and some are strange and unusual. Dreaming has very valuable consequences. And when we don't sleep properly, we throw our whole system into serious imbalance, you see. So when we dream, what we're doing is we are enhancing our learning, we're enhancing memory. You know, babies, uh, children, and adolescents have the highest rate of REM dreaming than, than uh, who we are as we go older. It's not the same because they're still developing their brains. Mm-hmm. They're still developing what they're learning and their memory, etc. So they have more dreams. That's a physical aspect. And then when you dream in non-REM dreams, which is the deep level I was talking about earlier, this has to do with protein synthesis, which means that you release also growth hormone. So these crucial functions only take place at those times. What happens to a person if they don't dream? What are the physiological and psychological ramifications of not dreaming? Okay, there's no such thing as not dreaming, and that's what's so wonderful, because when they started doing the research in labs, Mm -hmm. they would have the subjects come to the lab, hook up electrodes to uh, their head, and then have them sleep, and then report the dreaming. Everyone dreams, everyone dreams, five to eight dreams a night. That's the average in general. We don't recall the dreams. That's why we say we don't dream. There is no such thing as not, not dreaming at all. What will happen is there are different conditions or medications that will dampen your dreaming. You know, like a lot of alcohol or uh, certain antidepressants or Mm -hmm. anti-anxiety medication. It will tend to dampen your dreaming. There is a a very well-known case of a reporter in New York years ago who decided he was not going to sleep. He was going to stay awake, and he had a physician, you know, monitoring him, etc. By the end of the week, he was going to stay awake, uh, heck or high water, anyway. Um, he almost became psychotic. Wow. Because your brain needs to have the, to replicate the shape of a wave. Action, 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 being awake, and then resting and slowing down mm-hmm. and giving you information and guidance with the images, hence the dreaming, and then beginning to come back up uh, when you begin to come back to uh, being awake, you see, in your waking life. The value of understanding and of using tools that are simple, uh, easy. You don't have to be a psychologist and you don't have to be a therapist in order to understand dreams. That's why it was very important for me to write this book so that those tools can be used by the public, by the masses. 
And the value of working on your dreams is you begin to embrace this amazingly rich and thoroughly uh, reliable source of guidance that comes to you every single night. You see, the dreamer is always dreaming about the dreamer. You're always dreaming about yourself. Even if you dream about the president of the country mm -hmm. or you're dreaming about uh, an astronaut or you're dreaming about something, you know, uh, or off in the stars, it doesn't matter. You're still dreaming about you. This is the wonderful part that truly, when you begin to look at it this way, it becomes fascinating. So whether you're dreaming about a murder, you're dreaming about sickness, or you're dreaming about joy and upliftment, it's all about you. You were saying earlier that as we go into the different stages of, of sleep, our yeah. delta wave is... Is, is is our brain slowing down, our brain waves slowing mm -hmm. down. Yes. Can we yeah. equate this to uh, a hibernation period of the brain when we go into delta? Um, you can. That's a very curious uh, question. It's interesting because in hibernation, you leave the regular metabolism, right. temperature, mm -hmm. environment, and you go in in order to allow the body and the being, you know, bears are sure. the hibernators, um, to rest, to get heavier enough, to get fatter enough, and then to give birth. Very often they give birth, if mm -hmm. it's a female bear, of course, uh, to give birth to babies and then get ready for the next phase of coming out. So you can compare it to a level of hibernation, but it's much shorter, of course, much briefer. Yes. And it's a rest. You're right. It is a, in part rest, but um, it's still active because you dream even when you're in that stage. Plus, your body has certain defense mechanisms that will bring you out of the delta state very fast in case of a flight or fight uh, scenario. Oh, of course. If there is all of a sudden someone that will go into the lair mm -hmm. of the bear and the mother bear hears it, it's very loud. She will immediately wake up and then, you know, go after the person if it's a person doing it and yeah. uh, chomp them down, you know. You see, but that's another... That's another to her and the babies. That's another similarity that we share in this, um, uh, you know, hibernation period. For example, my wife and I, when yes. our children were young, if they woke yes. up in the middle of the night and said, Daddy, Mommy, bang, you're awake. <laughs> yes. You know? You were awake. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So this is just yeah. like the mother bear who was, you know, up there going to protect her young at any cost, even though she was in a mm -hmm. hibernated state. Why is it some That's dreams right. are in color and other dreams are in black and white? Uh, <clears throat> depending on the content of the dream ah. and what your unconscious is trying to tell you. If it is a very important message that has a tendency, in the thousands of dreams that I've worked on with patients, friends, mm -hmm. family, etc., <clears throat> a dream in color is more um, is received better by the dreamer because it's like watching a multi, you know, uh, Technicolor movie. I right. don't know if you're old enough, if you remember black. There are black and white movies, and then Technicolor came on the screen. Mm -hmm. And then it was so exciting and interesting. It's the same thing with dreams. So uh, when it is in black and white, the message is like, here it is, pay attention. Right. That's what your unconscious is trying to tell you about it. There is always a softer and a sweeter aspect to dreams in color. Uh, dreams of violence, nightmares are usually not so much in color. They tend to be like associated with nighttime, mm -hmm. uh, with darkness. So they, they tend to be dark. They, they're not in color. You know, uh, uh, I'll tell you uh, one of the, uh, let me say something sure. else about the color. Um, I've had a number of color dreams, and the dreams uh, always had that saffron color that Buddhist monks mm. wear. It seemed that the whole room was in that color. So the message from my unconscious was saying, not become a monk, Doris, but it was saying <laughs> uh, what the monks do, their dedication, yes. their commitment, their meditation. Mm -hmm. It's time to pay attention to that, the sense of community and commitment, you see. So that would be the theme that 
my unconscious was saying to me, you see. You know, I, I can understand that, uh, this type of dreaming, but what happens in the case of lucid dreaming, where a person is aware that they're in a dream? How do, what does this mean to the oh, person? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, what is your question? It's called lucid dreaming. Yes. Yeah. What importance what does... What importance does lucid dreaming have if the person who is having the dream is in control of the mm. dream? Ah, bravo. You asked the question that nails what's the value of lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming became recognized and called as such by a psychologist called Laberge in the 1960s, more mm -hmm. or less. And with the best of intentions, there is a system, you know, you can begin to become more aware of dreaming while you're dreaming. You can change it. But the point of dreaming is to give you information, guidance, support. Think of the dream as today's newspaper. Okay. Okay? Today's newspaper has current events. So your dreams will always be related to whatever is uppermost in your waking life. All right. Stand by, the doctor. I've got to take my next break. Exonation, our guest okay. this hour is Dr. Doris E. Cohen, and uh, she's the author of Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain. Discover the secret language of the night. Her website is www.drdorisecohen.com. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. 
That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, Exxon Nation. We're talking about my favorite subject tonight here on the Exxon. We're talking about dreams with Dr. Doris E. Cohen. Her website is www.drdorisecohen.com. And she's the author of Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain, Discover the Secret Language of the Night. And, Doctor, before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about lucid dreaming. And I have lucid dreams, I, I would say, at least two, three times a week. And there are times, wow. because what happens is I'll get into a dream and I will say to myself, hmm, is this real or is this a dream? What I have, mm-hmm. what I have found I need to do to identify the difference between reality and a dream state is to try and read a newspaper, try and read a sign, try and read a menu. If I can't, mm-hmm. I know I'm in a dream and I have a blast. I also have dreams within dreams within dreams. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you have a wonderfully rich and multidimensional set of experiences regarding dreaming. Yes. I, I love going to sleep at night. <laughs> I love it. This is wonderful. Uh, you know, lucid dreaming is nowhere near as common as what you're describing. Really? It is not. No, and so it's really delightful when you realize you're dreaming when you are, in fact, dreaming. Mm-hmm. It, there is something very delightful about it. With, however, if you train and you are in charge of it, you will lose out what your unconscious may be trying to tell you. Some of what the unconscious wants to tell you is not always very pleasant. Right. It's not attacking you. It is not criticizing you. But, uh, you know, current uh, a newspaper will report on there's been uh, an accident in this area, there's been a flood sure. in this region, and so forth. And you need to pay attention or be cautious or choose not to go where there have been a whole lot of fires at this point because it would be dangerous. It w- you see, that's relevant and important information. But if you're controlling it and you don't know that there have been the fires in this area, so you're planning on going there for your vacation in a day or two, you see, the Mm -hmm. unconscious wants to caution you, not to warn you. It's not like a warning, serious, you know, something terrible is going to happen, but rather a caution, you see. So it's a good idea to allow the unconscious to take over. The unconscious communicating with you is very important because 95 to 98 percent of our behavior and that's also been shown with functional brain mris modern tools of science that the unconscious determines 95 to 98 percent of our behavior therefore it behooves us to get to know the unconscious better well could we say that the unconscious is our inner being our inner soul our voice of reason our conscience Not so much our voice of reason, no. But uh, your conscience, uh, take it out of the context of judgment Mm -hmm. or uh, because some of the dreams may be that you feel a certain guilt about having yelled at your son, even though what the son was doing may have been unacceptable, but you yelled and you because you were very tired that day and you had it. You see, so it's very important that the unconscious communicate with you, you see. I see. That's the value. You know, I do most of my creative work at night in my dream state. If I have a problem uh, that, yeah. that, I, that is perplexing to me during the day, or somebody will yes. ask me a, yes. a question, I'll say, let me sleep on it. And during, during my sleep time, <laughs> this is when I do my best problem uh, uh-huh. solving. This is wonderful. You really enter the unconscious, my dear. You really do. Because the unconscious is like being in a stadium. Mm-hmm. Everything is out in the open. Yep. There is no time, and there are no limitations. There are no walls that stop it. All the music, the people, the activity, the game, whatever, the concert, whatever is going on, it's all out there, you see. So when you go in with the specific intention of uh, raising that question and then taking a look at it. This is wonderful. It's like someone who knows I'm going to go into the stadium, but I bought a ticket. 
I want to sit uh, uh, in the lows. I want to sit on the left-hand side. I have a better view. That's what I like better. You get, you're giving some uh, valuable direction, you see, to what you will be experiencing. And the source of creativity comes right out of your unconscious as well. Uh, your unconscious will deal with dreams. It is, you can also think about it. It has been referred to also as like your soul, your higher self. Always, always has your best interest at heart. You know, Freud talked about dreams. I mean, he was amazing because he really opened the door to the unconscious in yes, a, he did, yeah. an amazing way in modern times. It was the turn of the last century. But it was very powerful. However, uh, much of what he has said about dreams is, you know, that the dreams are really um, disguising your tendencies towards aggression or sex or mm -hmm. whom you are having sex with or your desires towards your mother or your sister or your neighbor or whatever, you see. Uh, but dreams are so much richer. It's not only about being defensive. It is literally the place you can go to and experience creativity, understanding, if you pay attention. And obviously, you plan it if that's what you do. Yeah. This is, you know, you're a very unusual person, by the way. I've worked with thousands of people, thousands, and in different countries. So it's not only our American culture right. or, you know, or um, uh, European culture. It is in other cultures, in Africa, in South America, in China. Uh, it's always the same thing. You're very unusual that you systematically go in, ask a question, you... you uh, glean answers and guidance. You're, you're a, you also do readings. You're also intuitive. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can people develop yes. the ability to develop their psychic ability in their dreams? And can people within dreams go into the future to to see what's around the corner, so to speak. No, don't do that. My guides, uh, anyone can enhance mm -hmm. their intuitive capacity. You know, it's a skill. And uh, you can develop that skill by right. learning, practicing, getting, having teachers, reading a great deal, staying open. You know, like you learn anything else, you need time and energy. Yes. Uh, I've always known I was intuitive. But I went to study it, I took courses, I had a, a mentor, I had teachers, and th this is necessary because, after all, we live in the waking world, and in the waking world, you need structure. You will be communicating with people, it's not just a lot of uh, feelings and emotions or colors or sounds, it, because that's where it can be like havoc. For most people, I know you said earlier that you don't experience havoc no. in your own current life. But uh, why my guides and angels have always said, leave the future aside. Why? Because when you start depending on predictions, it affects, and even doing readings. I do uh, readings and I communicate with guides and angels of the light. Right. But when people say, what's going to happen to me next month? My guys, my guys will not give information because they say, this is what's going on now. Let's connect the dots to make sense out of it. I like that. And then they might make a projection, not a prediction. There is a very mm -hmm. important distinction about what might happen, but then they put it back in the person's lap and say, if you want to get there, this is what you need to do in order to get there. So in other words, they're not saying it's going to happen or it isn't because everything is an expression of our God-given gift of free choice. Exactly. So, yes, and because of that, uh, it's, not, it's also not wise, oh, I look around the corner and I know that there's going to be uh, th this amazing experience there, so I'm going to be there, or I want to avoid this person so I don't go there at all. But you don't know, you don't never have the full picture. If you avoid going to this particular party because this person is going to be there and it will be a celebration, etc., you don't know that there could be other people there. There are going to be three people there that are very useful, valuable, and would be delightful for you to get to meet, you see, that you hadn't even thought about because you had no way of knowing. 
So the best thing to do is always focus on the here and now. Become aware of the past in order to know what's holding you back. You don't live in the past. All the work that I've done for years, really decades, with thousands of patients about past life regressions, my guides will always access your past lives when they give a reading. They go to what is referred to as your Akashic Record. Do you know what that is? I certainly do. Oh, wonderful. It's really very delightful to find uh, an interviewer who is so well... (laughs) Really, you're you're very well educated in this whole subject. You know, you take my breath away. It's very surprising. Anyway, so they will talk about our past lives, and they will point out, they will select the lifetime that has the most direct relevance in clarifying the present. We live in the present, but you want to see what's holding you back so that you can do something to let it go and then do experience more joyously, more freely the present, you see. All right, doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break. Exonation. It's, uh, it's a great hour here with our guest this hour, Dr. Doris E. Cohen. She's the author of Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain. Discover the secret language of the night. And her website is www.drdorisecohen.com. And uh, coming up, Exonation, in a couple of weeks, the all-new series that we're going to be simulcasting on radio and television entitled Investigations 365. And that'll be hosted by yours truly. Yep, Rob McConnell. You're going to get more of me whether you want to or not. <laughs> Listen, do me a yeah. favor, Exo Nation. Find out about the other great programming we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Dr. Cohen and I return after this break. Don't go away. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. 
check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Explanation uh, starting uh, in a couple of weeks. Ask Dr. Angelica is going to be uh, premiering here on the Exome Broadcast Network with Dr. Angelica Wagner. For more information about the new show and other shows we have available for you 24-7-365 on the Exome Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. We're talking about dreams this hour with my special guest, Dr. Doris E. Cohen. She is the author of Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain, Discover the Secret Language of the Night. Her website is www.drdorisecohen.com. First of all, uh, Dr. Cohen, great having you with us. Thank you so much for sharing your time here with us on the Exxon tonight. But I have to ask mm-hmm. you, we're talking about dreams, and there's always one topic that comes up whenever we talk about yeah. dreams, and we're talking about those sexually, you know, those uh-huh. sexual dreams that we have. What is behind yeah. this? It's it's the language of symbols. Now, if uh, you're extremely, if you're experiencing a great deal of frustration in mm-hmm. waking life, the, uh, the system, your unconscious, right. your uh, soul is always seeking balance somewhere in center. Mm-hmm. So you may have more frequent dreams where you're sexually involved but the message from your unconscious is because you can't get any closer than one body entering another so sexual intercourse symbolizes the closeness the intense closeness that you may be yearning for you may be wanting you may be hoping for and uh, we people will wake up feeling alarmed oh my god i had a dream that i was having sex with my father No, it's not about incest. It's not about any of that. If there really isn't incest, because there could be, God forbid, there could be. But once you you rule that out, if it's not there, having sex with my father is my yearning or my desire to to get closer to him. Well, no no offense if my dad or any of my family is listening. Uh, Dad, I love you, but I don't think I ever would have sex with you. In fact, I know I wouldn't. Normal, come to think of it. So, so yeah. would this would this be more relevant to a person who is be feeling very insecure that they are having these no. type of dreams? No, no, no. All of us have sexual dreams at one time or another. After all, the first and the second chakras mm-hmm. are extremely powerful. You know, this is how we are designed in order to ensure uh, the continuity of the race, so yeah. that we can continue to to produce, reproduce, and so forth. Sex is very powerful, dynamic, very powerful. It sure is. We all, and by the way, do you know that at the point of orgasm, and there's been research on that as well, uh, it's the only time when your left brain and your right brain are in complete synchrony. I did not know that. So, yeah, and, and the only other uh, situation when your right and your left brain are synchronous is very high-level meditators like the Dalai Lama, because they've done research on monks and mm-hmm. uh, Tibetan monks and so forth. And that's when the brain, it's almost like getting your head together and saying, oh, yes, everything is, uh, it's in rhythm, it's fine, it's okay. It's synchronous. Your brain is in synchronous. So sex is very, very powerful. Yeah, I know it is. It. Yeah, I, I know it is because we have six kids thanks to sex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Um, there are other people who I've had the pleasure of talking to over the show, doing uh, over the years doing the show, who have had dreams of their penises falling off, or their teeth uh-huh. falling out of their head, or they're naked right. standing in front of people. What's okay. all this about? Naked is feeling exposed. Okay. Feeling so vulnerable that you're exposed. Your penis falling out is, since the penis symbolizes uh, manhood. Yes. Uh, men have the penis. Women don't. Then are you in waking life? You always make the connection to waking life. What's going on in your life where you're concerned that either you're being so picked on so much or being criticized at work or belittled by your older brother 
or a grandparent or whatever whatever the relationship might be to such an extent that it's taking you feel diminished by it so you feel less of a man and your unconscious is fascinating because it will create drama every night just mm. for you so in order to get your attention so you can do something about it when you are awake your teeth falling out which is a very common dream by the way teeth falling out but you need to look at the function of uh, whatever the symbol is. What are teeth for? Two things. Teeth are for chewing food so that you can take in nourishment for survival. And also nourishment is nurturance mm -hmm. as well symbolically. And also speech facilit uh, teeth facilitate speech. It also facilitates your talking. And that's the expression. So it deals with intake of the food and processing it and then it's also expressing and speech is very important in terms of communicating with other people expressing yourself bringing what you feel up and out that's what the word express means to exit bringing the emotion the feeling the thought up and exiting it hence the x part you see so uh, each part is separate it's different and uh, going naked to a meeting, to school, is very common. Really? All of a sudden, while you're at the school, you find out, oh, my God, I forgot to wear my pants if it's a guy. If it's a woman, <laughs> oh, my God, uh, my blouse is completely open, and I, I didn't wear a bra. I, it's feeling vulnerable and exposed. So your dream mm -hmm. presents it in a dramatic way to get your attention so you can do something about it when you're awake. Is it possible to communicate with those who have passed in a dream? Uh, yeah, you can communicate with those who have passed in a dream and not in a dream, in waking life as well. Very definitely you can. Uh, one of the things to be careful about is, let's say you adored your grandmother, Yes. okay? And she died three years ago. And you say, I love her so much, uh, every day she's in my kitchen. I can smell her, mm -hmm. I feel her presence, she watches out for me. This is not wise. It's not very thoughtful or considerate. Why? Because when the soul leaves the body, the soul needs to rest. Oh, the see. hardest set of experiences for a soul is to come and live in a human body. You see? So by us holding the person's soul back by just thinking about them or, or having the memories or dreaming, we're actually doing a disservice. If it's persistent, mm -hmm. it's a disservice. Yes, it really is. I had a patient whose son died, and it's heartbreaking. In oh. no way hear this as a diminishment of her grief. It was heartbreaking. But she kept pictures, and uh, he was on the mental piece. Mm -hmm. And she would communicate with him and feel him and talk to him and have him every single day for and this was already seven years after oh he crossed over and that's not right it's not fair to his soul he needed to be at peace yeah. that's why we have the expression you know rest, rest in, in peace. peace yeah one more question because our time is going by so fast here yes yes um yes. When we go to sleep at night, is there a way that we should prepare ourselves for a dream, or how do we how do we keep track of our dreams so that we can get a better picture of what each dream is trying to tell us? Okay, uh, pay attention to your dreams by beginning to record your dreams. Journal it, and you can. And in my book, I have a very simple technique that. Once you, once you begin to record, and you need to record your dream as soon as you awaken, mm -hmm. but when you go to bed, you say out loud, not loudly, but you say, need to say it out loud so your brain hears this as a self-hypnotic suggestion. I will remember my dreams clearly and well and write them down when I wake up, or I will record them. Now, you know, you can press a button and record it. Sure. And you say it out loud three times, and you keep saying that, you, and as soon soon as you awaken before you get out of bed and because if you'll empty out one end you will empty out the other so before you go to the bathroom before you go and do your routine whatever it is mm -hmm. you immediately write down whatever comes into your awareness as soon as you awaken because you're still in alpha 
when you wake up. In this kind of like what we refer to as hypnagogic, it's not really hypnosis, it's hypnagogic, hypnosis-like. So whatever comes into your awareness is still in a dream-like state. Write it down, write the date, write it down, read it out loud later, and give it a title as you would a newspaper article. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Don't overthink, don't overanalyze it. When you begin to keep a record, uh, then you begin to see a pattern. You see, if you keep having dreams of appearing at the school as a, a particular uh, gentleman that I have worked with. He's brilliant in so many areas, and he still has dreams. He is in his late um, 50s, I believe, mm -hmm. and he still keeps dreaming about going to school, not being ready, not finding wow. the room, and he can't find his pants. He gets to school, and he's half-naked, or he's barefoot, or he's not ready for the test over and over. That's the message from his unconscious, you see. Doctor, I hate to do this, but uh, we're run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. And let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and where they can get your book. Oh, uh, Amazon. It's that plain, You can get it simple? on Amazon, and I've written another book before this one. The title of the other book is uh, Past Lives, Li Repetition. Past Lives, Life, and Rebirth. Doctor And Cole. that's and it really, it's about past lives, the regressions, the relevance, and how you connect with past mm -hmm. lives and what to do about it, etc. All right, Doctor, I want to thank you once again for joining us tonight here on the Exxon. Exxon Nation, if you'd like to contact Dr. Cohen, if you'd like more information, www.drdorisecohen.com. I'll be back after this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. 
Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D O W S E R S.com or call 1 877 Dowsing. That's 1 877 369 7464.